It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, bringing you insider information, news, notes, and opinion you only can find here on this podcast. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this Friday edition of the show. Hopefully you guys are all having a great Friday whenever you hear this, getting ready for a big weekend coming up. On today's show, we'll be talking about another transfer for the BYU football program. Also having a conversation with BYU tight end Dallin Holker. I had a chance to speak with him earlier this week at practice. We'll play that interview for you. You can catch up with him and his breakout season this year as a true freshman. Second segment of the show will break down tomorrow's big game for BYU basketball in Sin City. They're headed to face UNLV at T-Mobile Arena there in Las Vegas. We will break down that game for you. And finally, we'll catch up on everything else we haven't touched on in today's show in the final segment with Quick Hits. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV and all also, Roman, we'll tell you about both of those companies coming up on today's podcast here in a moment as well. Of course, Locked On Cougars can be found everywhere. Fine podcasts are to be found. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I can run down the whole list of all the different podcatchers we're on, but you know where we're at. Thank you so much for your support. Please continue to subscribe, rate, and review. It's a blast to bring this show to you guys each and every day, and thanks for your continued support. All right, without further ado, Let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for December 14th, 2018. Transfer number three out of the BYU football program is Akile Davis, the junior wide receiver, announcing that he is going to leave the BYU football program. I made the announcement on social media yesterday. I'll read the statement here. It says, I want to thank BYU and the coaches for the opportunity to get an education from this great university. With that being said, I will be grad transferring. I am on transfer port- I am on the transfer portal, and the coaches are free to contact me. Thanks again, BYU. Go Cougars. Signed, Akile Davis. Uh, Davis has had an up-and-down career, started his career uh, by burning a year of eligibility in one game against an FCS opponent under Bronco Mendenhall, similar to what uh, Micah Simon had happened. Uh, he redshirted the next year, which allowed him to get ahead on his academic clock. He is graduating uh, this next week with a degree, and as he said, he'll be a grad transfer, immediately eligible to play wherever he decides to go. I would guess that he probably looks a little closer to home and uh, played at DeSoto High school there in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, and I would guess that he maybe looks at a school like an SMU, a North Texas, who knows, a Tulsa, kind of in that area, that mid up Midwest slash South region, closer to his home in Texas, and uh, wishing him nothing but the best of luck. I think that's the easiest way we can say it. He is now the third player to announce his transfer after Christian Folau and also Wayne Tay Kirby announced theirs uh, last weekend for 
Folau and then earlier this week for Kirby. And it's not the last transfer, I can tell you that much. Having talked to people, Davis was a guy that I had heard was going to transfer. Uh, rumors of him transferring came out at mid-season is what people were telling me. Uh, that, hey, watch out, Akile Davis, this offseason is probably gone. And talking to more and more people with knowledge of the situation going on at BYU... The transfers that are transferring out of this program are guys that had their chances but didn't live up to the most of their their opportunities. And BYU coaches feel like, hey, let's let them find a new place to go play, but at the same time help relieve ourselves with the scholarship crunch we had going on. I've said this multiple times on this podcast that BYU was looking at roughly 15 to 18 scholarships in this recruiting class. Well, with these three transfers, that is three scholarships opened up already, and I would guess you're going to see at least a few more transfers out of this program. Not necessarily big name players. I think they're going to be players like a Kirby, like a Davis, like a Folau, who have been reserves, haven't had the opportunity to play a lot, and are looking for a fresh start. There's been no ill will between these players. You see these statements from these players. There's nothing trashing the program. They're simply looking for a fresh start, and it helps both both sides. Like I said, BYU gets the ability to free up scholarships to go after more prospects. And at the same time, these young men, speaking of Kirby, Davis, and Folau, get an opportunity to go to a new program, get that fresh start, prove themselves all over again to a new, co- new coaching staff, and hopefully see the playing time that they crave and get the get to play. That's the biggest thing is be able to play because in college you have a finite period that you're eligible to play. Four years. It's a four years and five year period is the current rule under NCAA guidelines. So I wish nothing but the best of these three players, especially Davis with his announcement yesterday that he is leaving, but he is not going to be the last transfer from BYU and it's not bad on either side's part. Hopefully that makes sense to you guys. These players understand it's a business. The coaches understand it's a business. And both sides are working together. All right. A guy that had a chance to break out and really took advantage of his opportunities, especially in light of multiple injuries, was freshman sensation Dallin Holker, a player that I think is going to be a big part of BYU's offense going forward. I had a chance to speak with him after practice earlier this week. You'll also hear Jay Drew's voice from the Salt Lake Tribune. He joined the interview a little mid, about midway through, asked some questions as as well. So we kept those in here in the interview. But it was good to catch up with Holker, talk about his freshman season and what he's experiencing now as they get ready for a bowl game. So without further ado, here's my conversation and Jay Drews with BYU tight end Dallin Holker. You guys are about halfway through your practices for this bowl game. How do you feel it's going so far? Um, I, feel it's, I feel like it's going good. I feel like we're able to, we have a lot of weeks to prepare. So I feel like We've had a good amount of time to prepare, and we still have a lot more time. So, is it with that you have what 15 practices between your fi- your last regular season game and this bowl game? Can it get monotonous, or do you have you guys kept the intensity? Uh, I mean, I feel like it can get to that point, but you just got to try your best to <laughs> to look through it and just look at the final goal. So you just have to always keep rem- reminding yourself during practice. Your first year, of course, in a BYU uniform. How do you feel it's gone to this point? 12 games into your career. Um, I feel like it, it's gone good. I feel like I have a, I've had a lot of good learning experiences. I could I could do a lot better, but I feel like it's good just getting getting into it and being able to get that experience. That tight end position's seen a lot of turnover this year. A lot of injuries. A lot of guys going in and out. How have you kind of adjusted to your role? Just 
dealing with the fact that you're seeing teammates drop by the wayside as you go along? Um, I'm just trying to learn every day, learn like new stuff about it because um, it's kind of newer. Blocking is kind of a newer thing. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get used to it a little bit more and try to learn from the, older, the guys in front of me. We saw you uh, earlier in the season. We'd see you guys out on the field, and the tight ends were always the last guys off the field. You guys were out there on the blocking sleds. Was that some the coaches, Coach Clark in particular, directed you guys to do? Or something you said, "Hey, we've got to get better at this. We're just going to do it." Uh, well, we always we'd always do something with our with Coach Clark after, and then after that, we kind of knew that we needed to all kind of get better at blocking. So we all to kind of try to work on it. Have you guys? Since there's so many freshman starters, have you guys kind of talked amongst yourselves and said, hey, we've got a pretty good thing going here. Let's kind of stick together. Uh, I mean, we're all pretty close, so uh-huh. it's kind of just like, it's just there. Uh-huh. Like, we're just like, hey, as long as we keep working hard, like, it'll be there. So, mm-hmm. Coaches have said that the best guys will play regardless of class. Uh, do you feel like they've kind of, has that come to fruition? Do you feel like that's lived up to that yeah or yeah yeah I feel that like that for sure I mean I feel like we're always practicing the hardest and playing the best during practice is always getting the reps in the game uh-huh. you and Matt kind of working one two tandem what's it been like learning from him he was a freshman all-american a year ago yeah no it's been really cool Matt's probably the best tight end in the nation so it's it's fun learning being by him every day and just seeing the stuff that he does to be as great as he is what has he taught you in particular? Is there anything in particular you picked up from him? Um, like, there's been a lot. <laughs> it's about like every day he's always like, "Hey, like, let's do this with your footwork," kind of like type of stuff. And just with the plays, ever since I got here, he's always been helping me. So there's, it's there's been a lot, <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> Question about last year's signing period? They changed it where they had the December and then the February. Uh, you waited and signed in February. Was there just? Looking back, is there, was there a reason for that, or, or just? Um, no, I mean, like I would, I, I would have signed it in December, but I wanted to. All my teammates were signing in February, so I wanted to be with them <laughs> to uh, sign. So, did so. you like that new system after watching the old system where everything was done in February? Oh yeah, for sure. I think it's huge to be able to come in here in December and uh-huh. be able to get everything done. So. Now, now that you're a year into it, what, what would be your pitch to anybody looking at coming to BYU? Uh, getting it soon. <laughs> getting it as quick as possible. And then, I mean, like, once you're here, they'll get you right. Every, like, the coaches and the weight program. So just get here and get your mind right. <laughs> There you go, Dallin Holker. Thank him for taking the time to speak with me earlier this week. And you heard him say, here's my pitch. Get here and get into this system. I think he understands that there's some young players on this team. Himself, Zach Wilson, guys like Lopini Katoa. There's some young talent, and they're only going to get better in their mind. And I think most BYU fans and me as a media member, I think they're only going to improve as they go forward. And that's the good news. So I think his, his pitch there is get here and get with the program is a smart one. He'll be involved in BYU's big recruiting weekend, which is happening this weekend. They're bringing in the majority of the prospects expected to sign next week, as well as a large group of guys that they're hoping to get commitments from this weekend. Uh, The group, from what I hear, is somewhere in the range of 13 to 15 different prospects and commits. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what commits come out of this weekend and also when we have the signing period start next week. Wednesday, what we'll see in terms of signatures from players that we didn't expect. 
I've got a sneaky suspicion that BYU feels very confident they can close well with the prospects that are uncommitted currently and have a good recruiting class. These scholarships that have been opened up by the transfers are helping them out immensely because they are able to go out and offer more players, more athletes, an opportunity to come to BYU. I know that BYU fans haven't seen four- and five-star prospects popping up big time for BYU in recruiting, and we'll talk about this more next week because I want to do a whole show on this, but I think the recruiting plan for BYU is just about to start paying off, and it's paying off in small dividends right now, but I think the real payoff is coming here in the next year or two. We'll explain more of that next week. I'll, I'll explain more, but I really do think that the plan that Kalani Satake and his staff have is starting to to pay off and the patience of BYU fans I think is going to be you're going to get rewarded for your patience let's put it that way all right we'll step aside here we'll come back talk a little bit about BYU and UNLV renewing acquaintances the longtime WAC and Mountain West rivals have had some epic battles on the hardwoods in their all-time series well they're going to renew acquaintances tomorrow at T-Mobile Arena as part of the Neon Hoops Showcase in Las Vegas. We'll break down that game for you next. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about one of today's sponsors on the show, and that, that is our good friends at Roman. And let's be real. Guys are terrible about taking care of their health. You hurt your knee. You hurt your back. I was at the chiropractor yesterday getting my back all fixed. I'm no different than any of you guys. I'm more apt, and I said I went to the chiropractor, but when it comes to the doctor in particular, I'm more apt to say, yeah, I'll just rub some dirt dirt in it and call it good. I think most guys, I think you can agree with that sentiment, but the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show that 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman has created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. It's a one-stop shop with Roman where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose your ED issues and ship medication right to your door. There's no waiting rooms. You don't have to have that awkward conversation with the doctor in their office. You can do it all online and make sure it's all handled there. Go to GetRoman.com locked, fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with the doctor online, and get those FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in December discreet unmarked packaging you go online you get checked out by that doctor they make sure that you're all set and that way you don't have to worry about any of those awkward situations that could pop up at any point so check it out guys for a free online visit go to getroman.com locked that's getroman.com locked for a free online visit once again once again check it out guys if you have any ed issues you want to speak with a doctor done done confidentially all online no awkward face-to-face interaction go to getroman.com dot com slash locked the NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
are Locked On Cougars. We are your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, and opinion, as well as insider information you can only find on this daily podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is America's number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jay Catch. BYU basketball on the road tomorrow. Neutral site officially as they take on UNLV at T-Mobile Arena. They're on the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Just um, you could stones throw away from the Thomas and Mack Center where UNLV plays their home games. BYU facing off against the running Rebels. Going to be a fun environment. UNLV fans love to hate on BYU. And I think BYU fans love to hate on UNLV. There were some epic, epic games back in the day when these two teams were in the same conferences, both in the WAC and the Mountain West. And I'm expecting this game uh, should have plenty of fireworks. UNLV comes into this game. Uh, one of their top players, though, probably their second best player on this roster for Marvin Menzies, uh, senior forward Shakir Justin, uh, might miss tomorrow's game. He injured his left knee in a 77-74 loss at Illinois last Saturday. Uh, they'll have a better idea today as to his status. But he's currently averaging 10.8 points and 8.8 rebounds on the season. So it'll be a big loss for the Rebels, but that would also help BYU. He's a forward, uh, big-bodied kid that can play uh, multiple positions, can defend multiple positions, shooting 44% from the field this season, 30% from three. He's playing almost 30 minutes a game, so he'd be a big loss. Uh, UNLV led by Chris Clyburn this season. He's averaging 11.3 points per game. He shoots 40% from the field and just 29% from three. Uh, So this is a team, UNLV that's going to beat you up inside if at all possible. Amari Hardy is the only other player averaging over 10 points a game currently. He's shooting 44% from the field, but in a trend like we just mentioned, only 23% from three. So this is a team UNLV likes to work it inside. If anybody watched uh, the New Mexico State teams that Menzies coached before he moved to UNLV, they were a team that played from the inside out. And he's taken that same approach when it comes to the UNLV running Rebels. I, I'm expecting this game to be a hard-fought game. Officially a neutral site contest, part of the Neon Hoops showcase there in Las Vegas, but I would expect that it is going to be a very partisan crowd. Of course, there will be lots of BYU fans. There's always BYU fans, especially in the Las Vegas area, but you will have a lot of UNLV fans doing that whole Rebels Rebels chant that BYU fans, I think it drives them nuts. Uh, just kind of give you an idea of the size that uh, UNLV will be going at BYU with Clyburn, who's their leading player, like a leading scorer. He goes at 6'6", 180, so he's not the biggest guy, but he's got plenty of height on him. Um, Shakir Justin, the player we mentioned that might miss tomorrow, 6'7", 220, would be a big body that BYU would be lucky to miss. Amari Hardy, who we just mentioned, he's a guard, 6'2", 190. And there's some other size on this team. They've got uh, three guys listed, uh, four guys listed at 6'10", or taller, and I'm ex- I'm expecting that they're going to try and do what multiple teams have kind of targeted BYU to do is to use their inside advantage, use their height advantage to uh, dominate a thin and smaller front line for BYU. The problem is, if Yoli Childs is healthy, do you have somebody that can stop him? Utah decided they were going to go with their seven footers in the middle, Jace Johnson and the like, and try and stop him. 
no matter. He only put up 31 points. Now, Childs was limited Wednesday night in the win over Portland State. A report I saw was a sore throat. He missed shoot around. He wasn't healthy. You could tell he wasn't at his best. If he's at his best, that'll help BYU quite a bit, and they need him, especially in these final three non-conference games. BYU faces UNLV tomorrow. Then they go on the road a week from tomorrow to face San Diego State at Viejas Arenas. The show will be all up in arms over that. Another longtime Mountain West and WAC rival that'll be all hopped up. And then they finish it off. They finish off their non-conference play the week following that with a road date at Mississippi State. So these three games for BYU could really make or break their season in terms of being on that bubble when it comes to NCAA tournament time. BYU goes 3-0 and in these games. I would actually have a much different feel about this team having a chance to make the NCAA tournament because that would be three quality wins for them when it comes to the selection seeding process in March. You go 0-3, yeah, your season's pretty much done. And I, I don't mean to be... Th- th- I don't mean to be a downer, but that's it's plain and simple fact. I don't see BYU beating Gonzaga at least two times, one, one time in a conference tournament in Las Vegas in February. I just don't see that happening. BYU needs to go out and rack up some quality wins. They've seen other chances to do that earlier this season, go by the wayside, and here's your opportunity. Three games, three weeks, could be for your season, plain and simple. We'll see how it shakes out. I'm interested to see how they perform first off against UNLV tomorrow. This UNLV team, 4-4 four and four on the year. Not the high-flying, running Rebels teams of past eras, but this is a team that is plenty capable of beating BYU if they don't bring their A game. So, uh, catch this game tomorrow night, 6.30 Mountain Time. It's going to be an ESPN3 online-only game. Uh, so if you're looking to watch it, you're going to have to stream it. Uh, hopefully you guys have a TV that has streaming capability. Or just hook up your computer to your TV and stream it that way. Or just watch it on your tablet. Whatever you're going to do, enjoy the game. It should be a lot of fun. Of course, Greg Rubel will also be on the call with the BYU Sports Network uh, calling the game. That Their pregame will start at 5.30 on the BYU Sports Network, he and Mark Durant. They're a great tandem. I, I, I'll i admit my background is I got my start in radio working with Greg. I had a chance to get to know Mark very well. They've been longtime mentors and friends of mine, and they do an incredible job. So check it out, guys. It should be a lot of fun. Watch ESPN.com, ESPN3 only game. Eric Rothman and Sean, Sean Farnham are going to be your call, calling the game on on that stream for you, but also you can catch it on the radio locally if that's what you're looking to do as well. Uh, Here's hoping BYU can go pick up a big win because, as I just mentioned, this is your opportunity to start gathering some quality wins, and without some quality wins, it could be another spring without BYU in the big dance. Another NIT run potentially, okay, whatever, but you want to be in the big dance. It's been a long time since we've seen BYU in March Madness, and that's where BYU fans want to see the Cougars at the end of this year. All right, we will step aside. We'll come back, get you up to date with everything else we haven't touched on in today's show in quick hits. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about Sling TV. We just talked about BYU football and BYU basketball. If you are a college sports fan, football, basketball, bowl season kicking off tomorrow in college football in particular, Sling TV is here if you're missing games that you'd rather watch. Sling TV allows you to pick the channel lineup you want. There are no useless channels. It's not a bundled package on cable that you have 30 or 40 channels that you don't ever watch, but you have to pay for them anyways. 
You pick the channels you want with Sling TV. You pay for what you get. There are no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. That's the best thing about it. There's no long-term contract. You go month to month. You don't want it for two months. You don't have to have it for two months. You just cancel it. Sling TV is offering Locked On Cougars listeners an opportunity to get the live TV you love only better. And of course, you can get a seven-day free trial right now by going to slingit.com slash locked on. Once again, that's S-L-I-N-G.com slash locked on. Get a seven-day free trial. I'll see if Sling TV is the right option for you as a sports fan looking for new TV service. Over-the-top TV, streaming TV is the future. These bundled packages that cable companies are doing, they're going away. So BYU fans, check it out. Sling.com slash locked on. Pick the channel lineup you want and make sure that you have the TV that you love with Sling TV. Go to Sling.com slash locked on and check it out. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back to Locked on Cougars. Final segment of the show for this week. Thank you so much for joining me each and every day. Uh, Simple request for you guys to continue to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, especially if you're new to the show. If you just found this podcast, it helps us out a lot. I requested a lot that you guys go out and subscribe, rate, and review. I know it's a monotonous request, but I really do appreciate each and every one of you who have done it. And please let me know if you've done it. I really do appreciate it. So uh, catching up on everything else you need to know with BYU news as we close out the week. Uh, BYU soccer player Elise Flake, she was named an all-region scholar earlier this week. Well, she is now a scholar All-American. She was named to the United Soccer Coaches Scholar All-America third team. She tallied 14 goals and five assists to lead the BYU offense this season. She has a 3.51 GPA studying family life at BYU. So congratulations to her. She earned scholar All-West region first team earlier this week and now is a scholar all-american way to go elise flake uh byu women's volleyball some of you probably watched this last night i watched a large majority of it their season ended in the final four in a straight set sweep at the hands of stanford and it was a tough run uh plain and simple stanford came into this game ready to go they controlled the action from the open and beat BYU 25 15 25 15 25 18 in the target center in Minneapolis last night Roni Jones Perry a potential player of the year candidate recorded eight kills and nine digs in the game to lead BYU the match to lead BYU and a tough run for BYU to see see their season ended like this I was hopeful they would show have a little bit better of a showing but uh All things considered, a Final Four run for BYU, third time in program history. They had a 939 winning percentage, the highest in program history, only two losses this season. Um, Heather Olmstead was named the National Coach of the Year yesterday by the AVCA. Uh, Heather Knighting, the National Freshman of the Year, as well as six All-American citations. It was a good season for BYU, but it was a bummer way to see them end their season a match short, uh, well, two matches short, I guess. You wanted to win two more matches. 
matches and come home with the national title, but especially losing the Final Four. Just a tough way to go out. But congratulations to Heather Olmstead and her team. My, I tip my cap to all those girls on that team because that was a fantastic run. This team was lights out for the majority of this year. Of course, beating Stanford earlier this season, but Stanford gets the revenge with the straight sets victory in the Final Four, and they move on to the national title. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention is BYU men's volleyball. It's not too far away for them to start playing. They're going to start playing in early January. They were tabbed second in the MPSF preseason poll. Uh, this is a team, this BYU men's volleyball team, has less hype this year, but the expectations for them are the same. They've made multiple runs to the national title game in recent years, have not come home with that elusive national title quite yet, but we'll see how they do this year. Uh, Gabby Garcia Fernandez will be leading the team. Uh, Filippo De Brito Ferreira also will be part of a, a big part of this men's team. And they're going to be they're second behind UCLA uh, as the favorites as the two favorites to win the MPSF title this year. UCLA also a title contender, and BYU opens that season January 10th. They're hosting Ohio State, number eight in the country, at seven o'clock Mountain Time at the Smith Fieldhouse. So women's volleyball, tough ending to the season. We only got to wait a few weeks. And men's volleyball, who have got similar expectations and national title aspirations, will be getting on the court and rocking the Mount, rocking the Smith Fieldhouse here in just a few short weeks. So stay tuned for that. Well, of course, we'll keep you updated on all the latest when it comes to men's volleyball because it was a fantastic run, like I said, by the women's volleyball team and expecting another run by the men's team in their season coming up. All right, there you go. That is the show for today. Uh, One other thing I do need to mention for you is that the BYU women's basketball team, they are going to be in action tomorrow. They've been away for over a month, but they are finally back at home at the Marriott Center tomorrow. They're going to be hosting Colorado State tomorrow at 2 o'clock Mountain Time in the Marriott Center. It'll be broadcast live on BYU TV, but you can get your tickets. Go out and enjoy that game if you so desire, a mid-afternoon game. Uh, if, if you're looking to not watch bowl games, college football-wise, or the like. So there you go. That is the layout of the schedule for this weekend. The other news we haven't touched on, that was quick hits. Uh, let's close out the show today by thanking you guys once again for your continued support of this podcast. As we come up on the new year, looking forward to doing a lot of good things with this podcast. The offseason for football does not slow us down. We're still here with you each and every day, about a half hour a day, catching up on everything you need to know about BYU. Coming up next week with the early signing period, we'll start doing some individual evaluations. I'll watch the film of BYU's individual signees, let you know what I see on film from these young men and what I expect from them when they come to BYU. I'm by no means an expert. But I will be happy to let you know what I think of these young men and we'll have some fun with it. So that'll be coming up on next week's show and also getting you ready for next Friday's famous Idaho Potato Bowl game. Should be a fun week full of football, hoops, and the like. And thanks again for supporting this, this podcast. This has been Locked On Cougars for December 14th, 2018. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait 
Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.